The Backdoor GA Podcast for 2023 is now brought to you by Steed Motor Group. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, visit stevemotorgroup.ie. We are now delighted to announce our second sponsor of the podcast. Harper Finley are a professional service recruitment company operating nationwide and are dedicated to helping people find their dream job. So delighted now to be joined by former Kilkenny hurler Brian Hogan and Galway legend Sir Farrell to look ahead to this weekend's Leinster final between Galway and Kilkenny in GA headquarters at four o'clock on Sunday. Um, a huge game for both counties to look forward to this weekend. Brian, just uh, coming to you first, what, what, what's the kind of dynamic like for you this weekend? Derek Ling, your former teammate, Henry Shefflin, your former teammate, um, coming up against each other in this game? I, there's there's no dynamic for each. Paul, I'm just a spectator on the sideline like everyone else watching it. Um, you know, the boys are, are doing their thing, I suppose. There was a bit of a novelty last year, obviously, with Henry, um, you know, on the sideline for Galway and and uh, whatever else you know and uh, but you know we're used to, we're used to it now he's doing his thing we, um, and uh, look I guess we're just we're going I'm going up as a, as any other Kilkenny supporter hoping to see our team perform and and, and get a result simple as that um, you know and it's, you know things move on very quickly in sport you know the kind of uh, Brian was there for so long um, we thought you know would what would life be like without uh, after Brian or and uh, no, there we are six months down the line and Derek is in situ and we're well used to it and he's kind of put his own stamp on the team. So it's uh, it's just, it's a time moves on and, you know, as Brian would have said, players move on and the jersey stays the same. Well, there's nothing to be said for the management, I suppose. Is it strange watching Kilkenny without Brian on the line? Um, I wouldn't say strange. I suppose, um, well, look, was your championship now? You know, this is this, you know, in the league, all right. You know, seen Derek on the sideline, he was there as a selector. Um, if we kind of got used to it, but to be honest, it's not really, you know, you're looking more at the team and the players, and from my perspective, anyway. Um, might be for the players in the dressing room, all right. Some of the older guys, you know, the likes of TJ and Richie and that, who have been used to having Brian there for so long, um, just having that different dynamic now because Derek is quite a different character to Brian, you know, and would be very much his own man. So I would imagine from a player's perspective in the dressing room, they probably got, there was a bit of getting used to, um, you know, an initial initial couple of weeks and months, um, Derek putting his own stamp on things. But from a spectator's point of view, um, I don't, I don't think so. It's just about the team and how they're performing. Yeah, just for the, the, the opening um, few minutes of the podcast, we are going to focus on a, a Kilkenny perspective of things heading into the Leinster final uh, this weekend. Sir, what have you made of the Cats so far? I look at, like, uh, from my experience with them, look, they're always very hard to beat. And whoever takes over the team in Kilkenny, after your Brian Bullerand, like, when you take a Kilkenny team, you're expected to win the All-Ireland. You're not hoping, you're, you know, that the belief is there that they're good enough to win the All-Ireland, regardless of what players they have. You now, there are a few injuries they're supposed to have, like Mikey Butler, these guys out for, for, for the weekend, and Adrian Mullen would be a big loss. And, no, I don't know what the story is with Billy Drinnan, whether he's back. Like he had a lovely league, very, very good hurling. But like they're always hard to beat. And people like kind of nearly forget, okay, Brian Cody has moved on, but Derek Ling is there. He's his own man, but he's also very good, knows the knows the club structure, but also came through the underage ranks uh, himself as a manager. And um, 
like last year, like Brian had the team in all Ireland and only beating the puck of a ball with all said and done. And mightn't be heard much down here in Gaul, but they're going for four in a row in Leinster. Now, our record against them, while we've been getting into finals, I, I think we've been in 10 or that. I think we've won two or three, but Kilkenny have the upper hand by a mile. And it's like, you know, and even going back to last year's final, like, uh, I'd say Henry got a shock the way Orles performed uh, against Kilkenny, fell flat altogether. Now, we're fine the next day out, but like, uh, and the day when there was a cup at stake, we didn't do it. So we have to kind of take the game to, to Kilkenny, need to get a bit of consistency in it and, and go for broke, not be coming from behind. If you give Kilkenny a 10-point lead at half-time, I guarantee you, you won't beat them. Is, is that physically the last few years, sir, where Kilkenny have bullied Galway? I don't know, is it physically? It's just that Galway, no, there, there wouldn't be that, look at, Galway would be as strong as anyone. Like when they won the All-Ireland there, they were, they were teams as a like big teams. It's like Limerick now, when you win, everything is supposed to be very strong. No, these guys are very fit, they're all very fit, they're nearly full-time, they're as good as full-time professionals, nearly all county teams now. But it's just like the consistency, like some days good, more days not. Like even the last day against Dublin, cut out of jail, like, but, uh, you know, for most of the game, we, we were reactive, like we weren't we weren't setting the pace. The next day we have to be forcing the pace from the start. Like have Kilkenny reacting to us rather than rather than the other way around. Another be proactive, set our game on and get our game going. You know what I mean? And get whatever game plan we have, get on top of it straight away and, and don't let Kilkenny get into their game plan. It's all game plans that's to go around now. But you know, you have to win your ball. That's the <laughs> you can have all the game plans you like, but you have to win your ball and then do do the game plan with your like it's like the stats, there's only one stat that counts at the end of the day when all is said and done, that's the scoreboard. And that's what you want every lad thinking about really. Take over the scoreboard, keep it stretching as much as you can and keep ahead if you, as much as you can. That's that's the way to win the games. It's hard to keep going from behind. We did it against Kilkenny in the, in the first or second round, came from six points down to draw. We did it against Dublin, come from 10 points to 12 at one stage to draw. But if you keep doing that, you're going to get caught. We need to get out and screen and start leading from the front and win from the front. Uh, just on that, um, Brian, has Kilkenny's style evolved under Derek, or is it very much the same? No, I, I'd, I'd say it's certainly, it has evolved. Um, you know, I know, say, the last few years, O'Brien, he was trying to, you know, bring more of that kind of playing through the lines, you know, and moving away maybe from the, maybe the more direct route that we would have, we would have been accustomed to over the previous couple of years. Um, as party, I'd say, just due to the, the evolution of the game and the players at hand, you know, um, when, when I was playing, and that's obviously a good few years ago now, you know, we were quite fortunate, we've been very strong ball winners, so you could afford to go that bit more direct. Um, but equally, like, it's about retaining possession as well and trying to maximise, the you know, the value of the ball when you do have it. So, you know, Brian would have, you could see that, that kind of evolution beginning under Brian. I would say that's probably ramped up even more with Derek, you know, in, in the in the league matches and you know um, the early the championship matches so far, you know where it is very much you know giving the ball to the first line, you know, to the full back line, and then trying to work it through and moving it up the pitch. Um, that said, you know that's you know that's fine, you know when you've got time on the ball, you know, and the league is the league, and even the earlier stages of the championship, you know. The, the the challenge comes when the when when the pressure comes on uh, against the better teams is then can you execute that kind of style of play and you know that's where your touch and and, and your composure has to be really on point you know and uh, you know I'd say the league final against Limerick down at Parky Cueve was was probably the, the 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 last time since really since the All Ireland final last year that that the lads 
would have experienced that kind of pressure, that kind of, you know, intensity. And, you know, we, we, we wasted a lot of ball that day, you know, uh, where we tried to work it out and then, you know, ended up delivering it from the wrong positions on the pitch, um, you know, from too deep and ended up hitting Barry Nash quite a bit, you know, and, and, and um, you know, and with the ball. And, and that was, you know, it didn't work out for us. And, and that obviously threw Limerick onto us. So, so in terms of the evolution, yeah, like Derek, um, you know, and through, I suppose, Connor Phelan uh, as a trainer and, and my, Rice and, and, and Peter, you know, they're trying to, they have certainly tried to evolve that game. And it's, it's very evident, you know, and, and they're, look, the lads are all very comfortable ball winners, but are ball players. Um, but you know, again, I suppose the template or the, the the standard bearer for this kind that kind of play is obviously is Limerick and the way they can move the ball in the triangles and get themselves into scoring positions. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, you know, against Galway now on on Sunday, because like Galway will physically, you know, have no problem going toe to toe with Kenny. Cyril is right, you know, physically they're they're as strong and as capable of anyone. Provided they bring mentally, they're, they're ready for you know to bring what they have, a, what they're capable of, and you know I think, think from Kenny's perspective, it's I'm interested to see how they how they react to that and how they use the ball. And Sarah, to to bring in here, why have Galway struggled with consistency so far? Because like going on that first half performance against Dublin, like Henry Shevlin alluded that the performance wasn't good enough. And I think most people would agree that first half performance against Dublin will not beat any team left in this championship. Well, there seemed to be no energy like at all. They weren't, they weren't moving at all. They were, like, uh, more free goals had to put it into their pocket before they moved. But they just didn't seem to be kind of, they were, they were reacting to things rather than being proactive. But after saying that now, you have to give credit to Dublin. Like Michal Dono and Franny Ford and Noel Larkin, they would know the goal as inside out. They had their matchups very well done and they dictated the, the pace to set their sweeper in, the, the, the book head up front. But like they had everything kind of covered. Like there's all their half back then. Come, came forward in, in, in at times in the first half and scored. The full back like full back came forward and got two points from play. That's the kind of a game and Brian is, is alluded to there like when like they were playing short and running off the shoulder. At times they didn't need a hurl at all. But you need to be you need to be very fit for it, but you also have to have everything kind of really precise and on, on the button. You see that game is lovely, but when you meet a team that's as good as you had or maybe tackling very hard, next thing the ball will break down and then you have all these famous rooks and whoever you have to fight in for your ball again. But I, I think Galway and Sunday have to fight a lot more for every ball to gain possession and then put their game plan into action. But like Galway will tr traditionally or Kilkenny would go along because they'd have the players to do that. No, I think Galway should go along at times as well because to me, like uh, Conor Whelan has been starved the ball, you know, in, in the championship so far. He's inside in his own, he's making runs, no ball going in there. They're shooting for the outside, which is fine if it goes over. A lot of the time it won't. It's just going wide and he's, he's kind of frustrated. If they have Brian Concannon back, there's no doubt about it. Whelan and Kenna for forward line will bother anyone, you know. And I was saying there, Connor Cooney needs to get back to form. Now, I don't know the team pick for Sunday, but like it seems that it seems Manning, uh, Carl Manning won't be won't be fit. So he's he will be a big loss. Like, but they'll probably go to try it and trust it. Look, the, the all the team is no one other inside out at this stage. And uh, you know, there'll be no sideshows in, in this sister final because Henry and and uh, you know. Derek Lee would have hurled together a long time and even the league are in the chat for, for round robin there they shook hands and just go on both have jobs to do and they understand that they understand the right I think there's a greater need for Henry to win than Derek in the sense that Kilkenny are going for four in a row 
Oh, we haven't won one in a long time. And uh, like these these lads would, would love to win a district title. It's it's a big title for Galway, I feel, on Sunday. Just have the feeling that they'll be I hope they're on age for it and, and, and bring that kind of ferocious tenacity to the game. If they do, they have the hurling to win it. That seems to be the sense around Galway at the minute. It's low key, but at the same time, you do feel with the Galway hurling public that there is a pressure on Galway to deliver and Henry Shefflin to deliver. Really, because if you look at it, Kilkenny going four in a row, as you mentioned, but Galway aren't going to want to be beaten here in back-to-back Leinster finals. No, and then it's it's Kilkenny that's beaten Galway nearly the whole time. You know what I mean? Whereas against other counties, we're winning here and there. But Kilkenny have at the, the last few years have a fantastic record against, especially in the big games that count. And this game counts. Okay, both teams will be in it Sunday evening, no matter who loses. It didn't fully knock out, but yeah, be lovely for Galway. To, to come down the road with the, with, the, with the Leinster Cup and to be straight into an All Ireland semi final. I think for Galway to really go place this year, they need to do that. Like, and avoid like, the, the big hitters coming through on the other side until the last, until it is a knockout game anyway. Like, you, you look at Limerick and Clare on Sunday, and just suppose that Clare beat Limerick. Limerick will be still very dangerous coming in, like, as a beaten team, just, just as much as a winning team, because they'll still have a full pack to play from. It's the next day, then it's knockout. And it's hard to do to beat a team twice. So Galway and Galway Kilkenny drew. So they're at least that 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 going. Both teams are that going. But they know one another very well at the moment. Like, and uh, I think the Galway attack should go at the Kilkenny defence. To me, if they have everyone Kilkenny forwards at the moment, are that bit better than their backs. Galway are probably much the same. Brian Sir mentions there the direct route um, to your own playing career. It's a route you went numerous occasions. The direct route winning a Leinster title and into an All-Ireland semi-final, but how big is it for either side? Ultimately, both sides want to get their hands on the ball, keep cup, but to win this weekend and be 70, 70 minutes away from an All-Ireland final. In terms of the direct route with the, with the use of the ball, Paul, is it? Or the direct no, route sorry. In terms of through, through the championship? Yeah, just a director through the championship. Yeah, well, it's probably one leads into the other because I think in order to win the <laughs> to win the Leinster <laughs> final, I think you're going to have to be able to go direct with the ball. It's a serious point because you know um, playing through the lines obviously is what you want to try and do and hold on to possession. But no team will will win without having been able to mix it up, without having you know the option to go along when the time is right. Um, um, you know, and I think yeah, look. You can't beat winning, you know, winning's a habit, you know, and, you know, both sides will want to win Leicester final to get, you know, to get through, you know, seeded, you know, if you like, into into the knockout stages. Um, but I think, I think, you know, in terms of development of a side, you kind of have milestones along the way in terms of you want to hit, you know, and I think from Galway's perspective, they need, they need you know, if, if they want to be considered, I suppose, a serious contender for the All-Ireland, they, realistically, like they need, they need to win a Leinster final. You know, it's been been too long for them from their perspective with the, with the hurdles they have not to have, you know, added another another um, bit of silverware to the cabinet. So, I I take serious points. I agree with them that you know, in terms of where where Galway are at, even though it's only Henry's second season, uh, for that group of players or for the core group, if you like, I think it's I think there's probably more pressure on them. To deliver on Sunday, particularly after the disappointment of last year and the performance, you know, it'd be one thing if they had lost last year and died with their boots on, and you know, just came up that bit short. But having not performed, I think there is there's a bit more pressure on this year now, not to, not to repeat that, you know, and to come up and really kind of front up. Um, 
you know, and to get and, and to get that that Leinster title for you know uh, for themselves as much as anything. Um, you know, but look, you know, I know Derek and Derek certainly won't be thinking of, uh, anything less than a win. You know, it's not going to be a case of. Uh, you know, uh, first season, I'm okay, you know, I'll find my feet. It doesn't work like that either. And certainly from a Kilkenny public perspective, they'll be expected to win it as well. But um, so I'd expect both sides, you know, sorry, I, can, I can only speak from Kilkenny's point of view, they'll absolutely 100% be going up to win and nothing else. Um, and hopefully, you know, from a Galway from the Galway player's perspective, they'll be, they'll be right, you know, they'll be turning up with that same intent, you know, and we'll get a cracker of a match because... I think we need. I think the Leinster Championship needs it. You know, it needs. Uh, you know, it needs these two sides going toe to toe in a proper, in a proper, you know, clash. You know, um, we need. You know, from Leinster's perspective, we've obviously seen it in a couple of great matches down in Munster, and we're we're all sick of listening to the to the boys down in Munster crowing about the, the the great championship they have. You know, I think you've got two good sides here, and hopefully, you know, if both of them turn up on a day. I think we should be we should have a, a cracker of a match. Yeah, it's it's a great point Brian touches on there, sir. Um, how badly does the Leinster Championship need a great game this weekend between Galway and Kilkenny? Oh, it really needs it badly, like as you say, because with all due respects, like um, you know, Westmeath and these, they can have their victories and entering, they're all improving. But we haven't we, we have to face facts that the Leinster Championship is not as competitive at all as the Munster Championship. There's five teams in Munster, and on a given day, even Limerick as good as they are, they can they can all beat one another. After saying that, like uh like it didn't stop Kilkenny all the years winning all the Irelands. When you have the stuff, it doesn't matter. But Brian is right. The Hurland, the Leinster Hurland counties need a cracker of a match now. You have Offaly coming back into the mix, hopefully again. They had their own, but they played very well. Miners last year, they're starting to come again. Leash aren't too far away. Like Westmead had a very good victory. Wexford kind of got out of jail. They redeemed their season. You know, and Antrim, Antrim, kind of forgotten him in this sense. Next year, I think this year coming will be their fourth year up in the Premier in the Division 1, which is fantastic for them. They got a new ladder too coming through. But we really need, these are the two strongest teams in Leinster. And we really need them going. What I would love to see is shoulder to shoulder, whip to whip, everything flying on Sunday. Like referee let flow, be a manly game that the best team win, but you really you need a cracker. Now I know if you lose a cracker, you say, "Oh, good God!" Like, but Ireland, Ireland needs this one. We were just touching as there's our lawn, obviously pressure with Galway this weekend. But even you're talking what a victory could do for Galway, but it feels like this team needs confidence and needs the momentum to win this weekend. Just maybe to get this. Maybe the team's confidence up, particularly after that, because after that Dublin game, there has been a bit of negativity, and it it does feel like, oh, I do need this confidence and momentum behind them. Yeah, well, like you know, like as as Brian said, there, like a winning can become a habit, and losing can become a habit as well. Unfortunately, like and uh, you know, they need this one for themselves, and the, and the public will get behind them. Then the public needs a te- they need a team to go away to get behind. Not stuttering and starting and kind of, you know, no no better team than Kilkenny to bring it over you, like, because you know you're going to be in a dogfight with me. You nearly want to be going out the gate and go apart, game over to have it won because they're deadly at a finish as well. But to me, I would hope that we get on the front foot and kind of show great composure on the ball, but, but kind of a willingness to work hard, be full of energy, fight, scrap for everything, fight on your backs. And if you do that, there's not much more you can do and give it your best shot. Not, but not to kind of for me with a kind of a flat performance and say, God, what went wrong there? Did we train too hard? Did we overcooked or what the hell is wrong? Everyone just spoke, give it your best shot. Like and I, I think they will, because like last year, I, I'd say Henry was was 
was being used in, in on the line because he was saying what that this isn't what they're doing in training like you know regardless of who they're playing so I think they owe it to themselves and to Henry for, for on this one and they're back in the final where where they wanted to be after last year it's no matter of pushing on and winning it. Cyril, to look to look at the Galway team for the weekend, um, if if we are to kind of somewhat predict it, Ina Murphy imagines doubts and goal. Um, yeah. Full fullback Garage Mack. We've had three cornerbacks kind of in two positions all year of PJ Brennan, Jack Grealish, Darren Morrissey. Who do you see standing in the corners this weekend? Well, I suppose Darren Morrissey will start. He's been on the last two games, and even though and Jack Grealish played very well when he came on, no, TJ Brennan has been good up to that. If you were kind of going in that form, no, they'd be looking at training. It's probably Jack Grealish to start. You know what I mean? They'll also look at the half back line where, where Finton Burke was kind of out of sorts last week. I still think they'll pick him. Uh, you'll have uh, um, Burke, Dahi, centre back, and the other side, Parik Mannion. Midfield, you'll have Joseph. So you Cole. don't see Sean Lennon coming in there. I'd say they'll hold him now. Maybe he'll start midfield. Like Sean Lennon, that was probably his first game ever wing back, and he played well in it. But he's the type of player who could throw him on anywhere. But he brings energy and he's kind of, he, he's, he floats around the place. He gets stuck in everywhere. You can play him corner forward, corner back, anywhere. Like, but he, he did a great job. I don't see him starting there. Now, midfield, they'll have Joseph Cooney and whoever. The last day, um, Roland Lennon never got going to his own high standards. Like, they could be tempted to put out Tom on in there and pick another forward. But they might, they might start then and again. It's hard to know. And inside, you're going to have, you know, you'll have uh, Connor Cooney, you'll have uh, Nyland, you'll have Kevin Cooney, you'll have, I think, a companion is fifth, and you'll have uh, Connor Whelan, who have I left out there? There's someone else there. Like, you're going to have the so regular. You see, you see Glennon or Monaghan picking one of the wing forward positions and the yeah. other one going into midfield. Yeah. I think Monaghan could be wing forward, could have played as a third midfielder. And if you see, if they had Cahal Mannion, He'd probably be on ahead of, of, of the young of young McLaughlin. And McLaughlin didn't get going the last year, the young guy, but it's, it's a big step up, like when you step out into a big game. They only they, they played games against kind of lesser opposition, different ball game all the when you start at the top. Mm, for sure. Is it better to be bringing the likes of Declan McLaughlin and Liam Collins on than starting them? I'd say so at this stage, because they haven't enough like this is their first year kind of just getting on that panel, like and they're they're very good hurlers, but they're even physically like they're not that they're not that strong yet. Like they're strong enough, but not not to the same extent as the boys. I would say if you're doing strength and condition for the last five or six years, you're going to be physically a lot stronger than the lad that has done it for six months. I, I would see them as subs no more than starting. Just on that team you did pick, Connor Whelan. The last few times he's met Hugh Lawler, it's safe to say Hugh Lawler's got the better of him. Do you move Connor Whelan from? Well, I Oh, I thought the last day they had a fantastic duel below Nolan Park. Manly duel, hard tackling, but no, 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 no dirty stroke. Like it was one great ball that Whelan won. Lawler lost it. Horrible. Whelan's gone inside, and geez, Lawler hit his big long hand and took the ball off. Whelan gone on one. We like they'll have a duel, but no Whelan like he tried to figure out how to beat him. They're too good. Look, it doesn't matter who you play in there. Hugh Lawler is a fair. He's a fair test full back. He's a big, strong hurling man, and he's a good hurler. He's not dirty. He's just strong. Whelan likes that. Whelan is due a good game. That. You see, the further away they play Whelan from goal, okay, he's still a good hurler, but he's not as dangerous outside. Like, to beat Kilkenny, to me, you need two, two or three goals, and he's the one that, that would be dangerous or get fouled, get them or get fouled inside. Now, if you're Brian Concannon with him, you know, they, he would be dangerous as well in there. Like, and he's, he was playing well this year. Unfortunately, he got injured. I don't know how, how bad, how, how, you know, the last day when he came on, there's no splash for a few minutes, he was lame again the last day, so hopefully he's all right for, for Sunday. Brian, just on the Kilkenny injury worries, 
Uh, Adrian Mullen looks like he's out of this one with a thumb injury. Mossy Keown and Mikey Buller, what's the word down there? Um, Mikey will be okay, I think. And uh, Mossy, it was a hamstring. I think it's a hamstring. I'm not sure the severity of it. Um, you know, so I think, you know, I don't know for definite. Um, and then, uh, you know, but um, Adrian is, Adrian's was a nasty injury. Um, by all accounts, it's a, it's a bad one. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a bit, he's a, I mean, there's there's different reports. There's there's, you know, uh, plenty plenty of plenty of um, chat on on the street corners. You know, there's nothing else to chat about but the weather and, and hurling down here. And uh, he talked to some lads, and and he's gone for the, the rest of the season. And he talked to other lads, and they're saying, you know, he could he could they could they could chance him. He could be back. But I think what what what's consistent is that the injury itself on it was it was a nasty one. Um, so I don't know. Um, Obviously, Mikey will be a big addition, or a big, uh, a big plus coming back. He had a monster game last year against Galway. I think he caught, he followed Cotton Mannion around the pitch and uh, didn't give him a sniff of it. You know, I think yeah, from memory, I'm not sure did he score a point, but he certainly picked up a ball around the the the, the Kilkenny mid, you know, the midfield, kind of Galway half back line, and had a, had an opportunity for one. So, you know, Cyril has mentioned Brian Concannon. He might be the one to pick him up. You know, if he, if he's playing, but Adrian will be a huge loss if he's not playing because. You know, he's that, he's that, you know, I suppose he's he's taken over, if you like, to a certain extent from TJ there in the forwards in terms of, uh, you know, his range of shooting and uh, his, his ability to win the ball um, and his mobility, his athleticism around the field. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, I mean, um, there's a couple of options there, you know, for for for, for Derek, you know, Richie, Richie Reid missed the Galway match, uh, or sorry, the, the Wexford match. Um, so... He could be. He'll be back. Um, I, I, as far as I know, and uh, you know, Mikey Carey is back in training as well for the last two months. I don't expect him to start, but you know, by all accounts, he's going well. Um, Do you see so, Cork yeah. Walsh fitting into the plans because he hasn't necessarily started every game this year? Yeah, yeah. Park started, you know, the last day because Richie was was out. Um, he played cornerback. Um, you know, down the, in the league final, and has played a couple of the, the championship matches. It, it's it, like I, I suppose I, I'm glad to see him in the backs, back in the backs. You know, he the couple of games I've seen him, he had done well. But it, it does seem like like the first high school backline will be Tommy Welch, uh, Hugh, and and, and Mikey. And Cyril uh, is right on that point. Uh, the last couple of times Hugh and Connor Whelan have have played each other, there's been there've been savage battles, and if I was to pick out. One one matchup. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most because the two of them just go at it. Um, there's no messing. They just got the two of them go at it, and and you is even if I'm, I'm slightly biased to my own club man, I'd, I'd argue he's he's the form, you know he's the, the form fullback in the country, and obviously the All Star last year would 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 support that. Um, the halfback line, you know, um, is a little bit you know Richie. Obviously, you got there, and you have uh, Blanchfield. and Dara Corcoran. They seem to be the first choice halfback line. Um, if all fit. Um, so you know uh, that doesn't obviously then that means that Parik is not in the is in the is in the the back six, um, you know so that you know based on I suppose the selection of the last number of games when everyone has been available that seems to be the preferred half back line, um, you know and then you look at Paddy Deegan will be back he'll be midfield, um, will be there with him now with Mullen gone, yeah I I guess that probably. Uh, the front runner possibly will be Conor Fogarty, um, you know, who 
who will go in beside him. Um, you know, Adrian gives you a lot of options. I mean, I'd say from almost from, from eight up, they're interchangeable. You know, Paddy has played, well, Paddy's played everywhere at this stage, but, you know, he's done, he played uh, wing forward. Um, you know, obviously he plays, he's played full forward for the club, but he's played wing forward for Kilkenny midfield. Um, and obviously Adrian is, is comfortable playing in any of the six forward positions plus the midfield. And, you know, you could, you could, it gives you options. So without, with Adrian gone, um, it's probably Connor, I'd imagine, possibly midfield. And then, you have a combination, probably a seven or eight for those six positions. But you know, in reality, you're looking at, you know, Owen Cody anyways as 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 a search there. Um, and you know, TJ will, will be in there. Um, you've got you know Mossy, uh, obviously with that hamstring. You know, if he's fit, Billy Drennan is back in the mix. Um, and you know, Tom Feelan there played the last day. Um, did well, got a good goal. You've got John Donnelly and Walter Walsh, you know, so you've got, it's, look, it, it can be, I know they were away on a training weekend there last weekend, you know, and, and usually that dictates a lot, you know, they'll, you know, from my own experience, there's usually skin and hair flying at those ones, they'll have, they'll have, you know, maybe a 40, 50 minute match and, and you know, a guy who's on the fringes, that's, you know, if he puts his hands up, that usually bumps them into the, into the starting 15, you know, and that forward selection, you know, so, you know, uh, We'll find out, I guess, on Sunday who's who gets the nod. Sure, you're looking there, and you said at the start that you hope Galway bombed the ball down. Kenny, you, you could see Walter Walsh on the edge of the square at stages. You, you could see both sides try and do this, but do you think there is going to be a pattern where there obviously will be both teams working the ball, but do you expect there will be a pattern where there's going to be a lot of times where both of these teams go direct? Yeah, well, you see, Paul, yeah, but like what's happened in the modern day is they're called it a sweeper or a sequence, they call it. But that means then if you walk the ball to midfield, you can be popping over from outside. Now, if you're good enough to score, you can pop it out and wide too, but it makes it easier to get the shots away from outside because you're going, there's going to be a loose player out there somewhere if you're good enough to, to, to get it to him. But like uh, like you're talking there, like say, uh, Walter West going in there to square, good in the air. John Donnelly is very good in there as well. Kilkenny have the art of being very good in the air and getting off a quick hand pass. We don't seem to be as good in there. Like, you know, you'd imagine Conor Cooney should be good in there. Now, Kevin Cooney, is good in the air. Like he's a, he's a new fellow enough, but he has a, he has a great leap. He's, he's he's very good, very explosive. Joseph Coney is good, but they, they can't all be in there. But you're going to have to mix it. It's fine working it through the lines and lo lovely little sharp passes. But like when the hits go in, the line the, the lines usually break down, and someone has to kind of fight for the ball. Then you kind of go back to do I call it old style hurling? But the ball is still travel faster. You know, like with all the fitness in the world and their touch is brilliant and their fitness is brilliant, would you believe the game is going to actually score because they're working every ball more or less through the lines. Half full back, cornerback gets a sharp look out, might give it a sweep across the wing back, midfield, even back and forth. It's kind of, you know, and then if it breaks down, you have the rooks. Olden type, before, like, that didn't happen in the sense that the cornerback got and there was room to strike it. He struck at the full distance of the pitch and went up to the full forward and it was up to the fellow above to win it. That's kind of going over the game to a certain extent. But yet you'll find that most of the goals will come from a direct ball in and, and someone breaking around the square and, and flashing on the ground. But, you know, them, them kind of goals count as well. But you'll find that both teams will mix it. As, as Brian said there, Kilkenny are kind of, we call it, adopting the new style, even before Brian left or coming into it. Wouldn't be as as like wouldn't be as, as fond of it say as Limerick and that, but like uh, Galway have that kind of running style now as well. Like, but again, like they're, they're going to have to mix it, and the, no matter what style you have or what game plan you have, 
the big thing is when you, you have to win your own ball. You have to win the ball. If you lose one, you have to win the next one. It's all about the next one, but you have to win it by hook or by crook. That's the that's the most important thing when all is said and done. Cyril, is Galway's most important matchup this weekend? Who picks up on Cody? Well, the way he's been playing against us, like uh, you know, the last two times now it has been it has been Jack Grealish. You'd have to say he he had a good day both days on Jack Grealish. Now after saying that, he probably have a good game on anyone. Now TJ Brennan, when he went on him the last day in Kilkenny, he did quite well, and TJ had kind of a nightmare the last day. So like Henry and Neil have a, have a decision to make, like and yeah, it could be whoever's in there will pick him up, but like. Uh, you, have, you don't see them deploying someone back to specifically Marathon well, Cody. Yeah, like uh Corrick Mannon would, would be would be tight if he if he was put on it, but you might like that kind of a role. Like and if, if Kilkenny play one back, which they don't usually like Galway won't play either, if you know what I mean. If a team plays a sweeper against you, you're kind of forced into having one as well. But you have to have someone that's good ahead and to play it away from their sweeper as we call it. But like that'll all happen during the flow, flow of the game. But look, if you're going to find someone will make mistakes, someone will cash in and like the last day goal played the lane two very easy goals. That wouldn't want to happen the next day against a team like Kikini or you'd be gone at half time. It's so fascinating, Brian. Uh Henry Shefflin uh on Cody's his nephew, and it's probably the most important matchup. Like he own Cody is coming close this year to probably earlier the year for him already with, with what he's showing, like three one against Wexford, man of the match against Goa. Yeah, yeah. He's um I think he's there. He's a slow start to the year, you know, come, you know, uh, earlier on the year, but um, you're coming into the business end of the season now, and that's where you want your big guys stepping up. And he's 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 a phenomenal player. I haven't seen him obviously at club level, um, and then this year, just some of the some of the things he's done in some of the matches, uh, watching the close quarters, um, his touch, his 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 strength, um, you know, he's his ability to win. His own ball, high ball, play play on the shoulder. Um, whatever about Kikenny, Ballyhale just seems to be able to produce these guys, you know, one after another. And he's just the next in the line of of classy kind of scoring forwards. And and all he has in his mind anytime he gets the ball is goal. Get a goal, you know, is the goal on. He's a real goal threat for us. Um so like Sarah's right, he's had he's had, you know, good outings against Galway in the last couple of occasions, and we're hoping that. He'll bring that form and continue that uh, on Sunday. Um, but is it you know, always it's, most important matchup? Do you think this weekend? I don't uh, see. It's very difficult to the way the game has gone. You can't really distill it down into one single matchup um, because the game is just too fluid. There's too many good hurlers just to say that it's between these two guys to decide a match. You know, I I would argue, and we we spoke about earlier on how Galway use Evan Island. Could be equally as important because you know Evan Island is not the sort of player who will, as a, you know, if they play him centre forward like they did against Dublin, who will be a rangy, you know, dynamic runner coming through and following the ball in. He, he, his strength is he's striking, and you want to feed him the ball. And if you're playing him centre forward, you need to you need to you need to ping those thirty yard balls to him and allow him then to take those shots. A little bit like Adrian Mullen for us, he has that. Ability he has that in his arsenal to be able to put balls or the bar from 70 yards, 60, 70 yards, you know, comfortably. Whereas maybe other lads, it's their limit and they're reaching at it. He'll stroke them over, and you know, Adrian will do the same. And inevitably, what that does is, particularly as a centre forward, is it begins to ask questions then of the centre back. And you know, if it is Richie that's that's playing there, Richie likes to sit back 
and sweep a lot of the breaking ball that will come back, you know, and he's very good at reading again. He does it really well for Ballyhale and he does it really well for, for Kilkenny. Um, but, you know, if, if Galway utilise Evan more effectively than they did in the Dublin match, well, then that's going to draw Richie out. And obviously, Henry, no better man than Henry to know this, um, it being his own club man playing centre-back and who he would have coached and having, Henry having heard that position himself and done similar um, so, so, so that's a that's an interesting matchup, and and, and there's matchups throughout the throughout the fields, you know, in terms of even, you know, the the the, the full back line, you know, who who picks up, you know, if it's John Donnelly or Walter or whoever just goes in there, and uh, do Kenny go direct, and you know, um, across that we've mentioned Hugh and and Connor Whelan at the other end, so the, the, it you know any big match at this with at this stage of the year. You know, you can take your pick, really. You know, and it, it's—I suppose—it's whichever team wins the majority of those matchups will, will, will you know, you'll expect will come out on top. And uh, but definitely, Owen is, you know, Owen Cody is 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 becoming the kind of the, the the key kind of focal point for us now in 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 attack. You know, whereas for years it was TJ. You know, now TJ is kind of he's there and he's always a threat, but he's it's it's he's less the kind of we're less reliant on him. Um, I think it's more Owen is stepping up now and taking that taking that mantle on. Right. Well, I would like if we had a, a Mikey Butler to to, to mark by Owen Cody to be nice for for us. Fred, yeah. Someone that's and on his tail the whole time. Yeah. I, I mean, what, what you know, I, I was delighted for Mikey last year to get the recognition, um, you know, on his debut season, because you know, obviously the the list of guys he would have. Gone through, you know, from from um, from Mannion to O'Connor with Wexford, through to Tony Kelly and uh, to Galan. You know, he, he basically took all comers. Um, but he's a, he's an out and out defender, you know. And now I say that, I, funnily enough, he's got he scored a point in in in, in his last two games, or maybe not the Wexford match, but the previous two games from corner back, you know, because he's he's not afraid to bomb up the field. But what he loves, what he loves more than anything, like any good defenders, he just loves defending. He loves stopping his man, and you know, you give him a job to do or a, a guy to mark. And you know, we saw that last year in Leinster final with Cahill Mannion, who was flying it up to that. You know, he just followed him, and he and Mannion came back out into his own half back line trying to get away from him, and Mikey was comfortable to follow him and go up the field, whereas maybe a lot of cornerbacks would get a nosebleed. You know, when they went beyond their own half back line, he was comfortable to go up there, and when he gets on the ball, then. He just does the simple things, you know. He'll offload it. He'll give it to a guy in a better position, and and, and job done. So, you know, he can't be under. You know, th those kind of players can't be underestimated. A bit like Sean Finn, obviously, with Limerick, who's been the the standard bearer uh, for cornerbacks over the last number of years. You know, where you can see the loss that he is now for Limerick in the last game or two. You know, where he's just whoever it is inside in the corner, he just ties him down, and then he just does everything. It just makes it look so simple. So. Yeah, look, I, I obviously again, I'm slightly biased. He'd be, he'd be my own club man, and I know him. I seen him growing up, and that. So I'm delighted to see him kind of have a great season last year, and hopefully now it continues on Sunday. How important is it this weekend, sir, for Galway to utilise Evan Island effectively? Oh, I think it's very important. Brian hit it there. Like if they play the right ball to Ireland, like he's the one that could be loose now more than anyone, you know. Uh, like he, he's he that's the way he plays. He, he's centre forward. He goes kind of to the sides and he goes out midfield. He, he doesn't rarely go in. Doesn't play from the 45, 50 yards in. Which is the other way he goes. And as as Brian said, they're like most centre backs like to sit. They like to protect the full back and kind of more or less on the D. 
I thought the last day against Dublin we didn't use them at all. He picked up a few points from David with his own intuition. We weren't playing that we didn't need to play a 15 or 20 yard ball game, not, not 70 or 80 yards in. Play him because he's usually out there. If he gets in his hand in the right position, he'll score. That's what he's capable of doing and the free taking. He's very, very accurate. He's not going to stand under a high puck out and win it because he's he's not that no, he's strong, but he's not that big. Like that's not his his game is give him the ball, move a fast little ball to him into into his like snap it into his hand and he'll do the rest. That's his game. He's one of the ones that could have a beat. Now, if he has a big game on Sunday, it'll be a big, big plus for goal because the last, even though he played very well, they never they never actually played him. He had to kind of play himself, which is, and he did it well. Would like to, to get so much more out of him if they could actually bring him into their plans and play, use him to be the shooter nearly the whole time. What do you, what, what do you want to see see more, sir, from goal in attack? Is it is it really their distribution and working the ball out? Do you, do you want well, to see that? Better. Well, has the distribution into Conor Whelan and these inside forwards has it been poor? Well, it, yeah, but they haven't get, been getting the ball. Like they're not winning the ball. That's the big thing. Like get the ball, and if you're if we're able to score, it's fine. But if we're not, give it to the lad in the better position. We're not doing that. Our first option seems to kind of get our own score. We're happy with that. We we're not looking around. Like now, it should be coming with all the matches we're getting. Before we never got these many matches. It was hard enough to be only coming from training people. But now, like we have no excuse. But definitely, we needed to pay. If the goal is on, create the extra man and give it to that man and, and go for the goal. Take it. Don't be afraid. But if there's a point on, by all means, no matter where it is, take it. If it's on, but not from ridiculous angles. Like, you know, from the corner flag, the, you might get one over, you miss three or four. Like, you know, just to play to the guy in the better in the better position and, and trust the guy that's there. But, but the main thing is to win the ball. Yeah, I'd even score as far as to say is both halves to try to win the train. Because you win the train, you're straight away on the attack. Lose it and it's the other way around. We need to be, we need to go ball to attack Kilkenny from the very start, not to sit back and admire them. Because if you do, like we played below in Nolan Park, I don't think we'll come back to three kind of big matches in a row. We need to hit the front and kind of drive on from there, just change the pattern, really. What area, Brian, in this game is, is, is going to be the deciding factor? Um, <clears throat> I suppose. Like a lot of games, I think the middle part of the mm. field is going to be is going to have a huge uh, decide, you know, make it going to be a deciding factor on, on on who wins. Um, for a couple of reasons, I suppose, if which you've kind of hinted on, you know, in order to to play that ball to the inside forward line, you know, to the likes of Concanon and Whelan, you need a platform out there. You need you need you need to be winning possession and being able to deliver that ball in. And if we, from our perspective. You know, to get that that kind of that diagonal diagonal ball into the likes of Cody and whoever's playing in beside him, um, you know, you can't you can't you can't win championship matches, um, realistically by hanging in there, you know, and living on scraps. You need you need to impose yourself and impose your style of play, and you know, like you know, if Evan Island is playing centre forward for Galway, he's not going to be there, you know, winning. Within dirty ball, that's not his game. So he needs his midfield and his half back line. Those two wing forwards getting in, winning that dirty ball, and then as Cyril says, moving it quickly and getting through the hands um, and asking questions to Kilkenny. Um, but I just think, I just think, like a lot of games um, these days and over the last few years, I suppose you, you kind of have to earn your earn the right first and foremost to play your own game. And we're talking about tactics and playing through the line, but first and foremost, I think you need to win, win the ball, win you know, impose your, 
your game on the opposition and you do that by winning uh, the battle in that middle part of the field you know um, it's what again we reference everything always comes back to the All-Ireland champions you know it's what they do better than most um, is that they got it when they, you can go down into the trenches and you can kind of you can you know they're not afraid to do that and and, and by doing that then they, they, they build that platform to, to launch a lot of their attacks from so I'd say that's 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 certainly one area, and then and then obviously the puckouts. There's such an important part of the the modern game, is you know how each team, um, I suppose sets up their puckouts and and and, and uses them. Um, you know I said, uh, you know the last, I suppose you know if you take the league final against Limerick, we didn't do do it well. I felt you know we did it for in patches, but not not enough. Uh, and playing the ball to your full back line is fine, but it's what you do after that then. It's how you move that ball either into the half back line and then deliver it, or deliver it, you know, how you move it, say with runners up, up to the middle part of the field and then deliver it, rather than just hitting it from the full back line, which the goalie could have done anyway. Um, you know, and I thought we didn't do that well against Limerick and played into their hands. And, and equally from a Galway perspective, I would imagine they don't particularly want to go along on top of a Kilkenny half back line. Um, you know, uh, we traditionally would back ourselves in that regard. Um, so it's what it's how Galway, I suppose, engineer those those plays to create a space to get the ball into. You know, maybe the likes of Glennon and Cooney in midfield, or you know, maybe Mannion at wing back who could then use that as a springboard into the into the, the likes of Connor Wheel and these guys. You know. And sir, how do you see Galway winning their first Leinster title since twenty eighteen? Well, like uh, Brian is here on the head there, like win, win, win the dirty ball as well. Win the middle, like this, the famous saying, I would win the middle third. Can be a war going out there, but you have to win the rook ball. Okay, Kinney are deadly at winning them scrappy balls. Like they're, they're probably the best team around, even better than Limerick had. Because when it goes down the ground, they're great. They seem to be always able to come out. It's important that we start doing that and, you know, kind of taking the right option on the ball. A lot of the times, like, uh, even though it's, it's crowded out there, you get a ball, let's have more time on the ball than they think and get rid of it too quick. Do, do, do the proper thing on the ball, make the right decision, scores on, have a go. If it's not on, you know, take a lead on. The main thing is that you have the ball, like not not, not to give it away again. That's that's the main thing, or not to do anything stupid with it. And you'll have the mistakes, that's going to happen. And I suppose Galway have at least shown like this year, they've kind of dug themselves out of a hole now against Kilkenny and especially against Dublin. Like, uh, you know, it wasn't any... Like they played okay, but it wasn't any great individual performances. They just kind of dug it out, really. Like, but maybe against better opposition, they might be able to do that. I much prefer enough if they weren't getting into the hole first of all, and, and and let the other team in the hole, like you know, create it. But like, they need to set their own tempo on the game. They want to set the path in this game, not Kilkenny. They have to, and you do that from the very start. If they don't, they're going to lose. But I think if they do that, they'll win the game. But just on that, sir, like, I, I think that's you know. An important point. I think it's probably not a bad position for Galway to come into this Leinster final. You know, I mean, we've seen it before, where you know they've shot the lights out, you know, and, and showed some really strong form against lesser opposition. And then, you know, I mean, last year is a case in point, and then just not turning up on the big day. Whereas they've shown character. You know, I was in the park the day they came back. You know, against Kilkenny. You know, they obviously came back the last day against against Dublin after slow starts. You know, the, you can you can read into that. Yeah, it's a slow start, and you need to correct it. Yeah, absolutely. But also, it shows a bit of character that they were able to correct things and and you know and and and, and come back after you know maybe when the momentum was against them. Um, you know, and 
you know, they, they, they're, they're coming into a Leinster final now knowing that they have to perform. You know, there's no two ways about it, you know, and it uh, might necessarily be a bad way either. Just before um, we do finish, um, sir, ju just at the weekend there, the miners coming up short, um, deservedly clear big victors. Um, how do you assess that? Well, I thought it was ridiculous to talk to what's going on in Galway and the local papers and in the, the lads even over the team, like uh, saying that these, this is the best minor team ever and there'll be five or six of these make seniors. You, you can't put that pressure on young players. They're only 17 years of age. And like, whatever we were talking about when they had the job done, to be at it before the match, I thought it was crazy. Like, uh, I'd know a lot of these as number 16 last year. They're good hurlers. But like, uh, clear the home up done. They hit them hard and solid. The, the short pass didn't work or broke down, and we didn't seem to have any second kind of plan. Well, that can happen. Draw any young fellas, but I really believe, I really think that the whole build up was was unreal. Like, uh, you know, the local paper Crown Tribune here had photographs of everyone the week before built up. It was like as if they had it won, you know, and maybe that's the fault in Galway Hurling because when we do win an underage title, a lot of them think that's the, that's the be all and end all, and which is really only the first step on the level. And it won't stop getting good horrors. I hope there's plenty of good horrors on it. I felt sorry for the young lads because being written up and being talked about like this, this is a great team, and the, the, talk, the talk was crazy. And I suppose the thing that this is that something that is that something that annoys you? Well, no, like I just thought they should have created it because it's crazy. And I thought for both underage teams, minor and under twenty, I've never seen a smaller following from Galway. At both of them, at the both finals, I've never seen smaller. Now I know that things are dear and the weather is very good, but the opposition both is clear, outnumbered as four or five to one, you know. And the same with under 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 twenty, like it was the same thing again. Like you know, we're outnumbered completely. I just hope on Sunday, like that, we have a good following there. Like you know, this team deserves. Like you know, you have to kind of follow through thick and thin, but they deserve to be followed. No point of waiting for them to win and didn't follow. They need to be followed. That, but it was, it was very disappointing this year. Uh, the following that that went to our, our own, especially our underage games, I, could, I couldn't believe it really. Tell you the truth, it's still a massive amount of positives though, sir, to be taken away from the minor campaign. I think it was seven games overall, and as you said, there loads of good herders that can eventually come through. But as you said, there, oh yeah, you... I, I have no doubt about under the under seventeen and under twenty. You'll get plenty. Look, there's plenty of good herders mm -hmm. there. And just because they didn't win doesn't mean they're not a good hurler. You'll get as many out of a losing team as you will of a winning team. But you're lucky to get one or two. This talk of you're going to get six or seven year, like, uh, senior hurlers straight out from a minor team that's only 17. They're first of all to go to win an under 20. Now, Cork are doing it at the moment. And they could be the next kids on the block after Limerick where they're going about, you know, their business. And you, could, you look at the clear under 20 team this year. That minor team was beaten out the gate by Cork a year or two ago. But by God, they got their act together and they were kind of unlucky. So they're all, you know, all the teams are getting stronger again. Like, you know, there's going to be no weak team. But I just felt that the whole build up for the minor got out of the board. It just got carried away altogether. Like, you know, and like I felt to put terrible pressure on the young fellas. They mightn't know it relies themselves, but like uh, being written up as the best team ever without without winning it. Like, you know, whatever writing it afterwards, like beforehand, is to me, like it, it, it was the wrong way to wrap it anyway. Yeah, the the really goal should have been further ahead in that first half, particularly a lot of wides kind of caught up with them, and then Clare got the run on them. And any time goal, I really tried to get back into the game. Clare just get that scored, kind of. Just yeah, well, that time Clare are home for you well yeah. done, like running to go to Ireland on very good hurler, young running from Broadford, you know, on the wheel and centre forward from 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 Lara. But they were, they were good, but the stop goal was kind of short passing it. 
the, the, the puck outs broke down. But you see, we, when you get into a system of short puck outs and you have to put it into a fella's hand, when it isn't working in, the poor old volley thing gets blamed when the thing breaks down because the lad, maybe the wing back didn't catch it or central back, wherever to be like. That, and that will happen. So, like, uh, you know, like the best laid plans can fall up. You want to have a second plan. Now, when things go wrong, they can go wrong. Like, to me, you'll get as many out with as, as winning. But I just felt sorry for them because they'll put up on the pedestal without doing anything really. And then like, you're, looking, you're looking for the fall. And like, uh, if God it could, have, it could if be a God, good lesson, really. Could yeah. turn, like, we've seen well, the amount I, of miners. But it's really well, if God won that final last weekend, they'd come home probably to Cambridge, the captain, they'd be a bit of a cold run. When Clare won the final, they were piped into Innes, pipe bend crowds, thousands around, because they're hungry for that. You know what I mean? It was a different, in Galway to be seen as another final, but not with a senior, so that's only another final. Clare looked at her different, although they haven't, they haven't won many. But like they treated it as a big occasion, completely different. But they downplayed it going into it. They had all the proofs going in. Like Galway was a little bit like that on Sunday in the senior. Like we're playing it down because we played, we haven't been playing well. But they, we have nothing to lose. Like, you know, to me, Kilkenny should be favourites on Sunday, even though the bookies have Galway favourites. Do you meet up now as a as a group, Brendan, on Sunday, Brian, uh, to with the two teammates involved. Um, I don't really. We've all got kids. Uh, well, not all of us, but a chunk of us have kids and, and family, I suppose, and different things going on. Uh, my lad is heading up. They're playing on a bus to play. They're playing Maynooth, so in a challenge. So we'll go up and we'll watch that. And we'll actually be free for the match itself because all the young guys are sticking together, which is great. For a bit of peace and quiet for it. But um, ah, like, you, you generally, look, particularly against the final because the crowds aren't you know, going to be anything like an All-Ireland's uh, Final or anything, you'll generally meet meet a few of the boys. You know, I would have met, uh, so I would have met Tommy down at the league final down in Park of Queef and whatever else. But you know, there wouldn't be anything organised as such. You know, you just you you bump in. She'd always bump into plenty of people. You know, at the matches is great. And, but uh, maybe on her own side and on the opposition side, and you have a bit of crack, and she, that's what it's all about. But um, um, but yeah, you know, now it's it's, it's you kind of uh, we'll go with the flow. Yeah, for supporters as well who are going to that game, uh, they're showing the Munster final on the big screen in Crow Park as well before the match. If so, if any supporters don't want to miss that, yeah, um, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but, but it's a good idea, though. It's a good idea. Yeah, the, yeah. It's probably the best of a, you know, to be ideally to be on separate days, sir. But yeah, at least they're showing yeah. it anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. Which well, look at the, the the thing is, there's so many matches on now. It reminds yeah. me of, of course, to take all the box and get rid of, like bang it off. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. it's a pity. Yeah. I don't know. They'll have to have a look ahead again. Yeah. As I said, go with Kenny. Four o'clock on Sunday. Um, a huge game to look forward to, and here's hoping for a cracking game. Uh, to bring an end uh to the Leinster Championship, and it's it's a game. It's a good game that the Leinster Championship needs. But that's all on our podcast for today. Uh, thanks a million to Cyril and Brian for coming on. Thanks, Paul. The Backdoor GA podcast for 2023 is now brought to you by Steed Motor Group. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, visit steedmotorgroup.ie. We are now delighted to announce our second sponsor of the podcast. Harper Finley are a professional service recruitment company operating nationwide and are dedicated to helping people find their dream job.